We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 246. I'm Rando and this is the Active Week Ahead. And like last week, I am not alone in the studio. I have some more special guest co-hosts. Yay! Yay! Very special. Very special. Yeah, very special. (laughs) Got my buddy Steve, his wife Sabrina, and our friend Cody. Welcome. Thank Thank you. you. Yes. I think I think you've heard the podcast before, so you're I have, yes. Yeah, so you know how it goes. They haven't probably. You have not. You have oh, so you're you're virgins on the I am a virgin. Well, there you go. Anyway, uh, I have known Steve for how many years now? I, I was thinking about that on the way over. It's like 11, 12 years? Well, like I started in 2010. So I'm guessing you started in 2011? Yep. Yep. It'll be about right. 11 years. That's right. Steve is a very accomplished professional musician in town. You play, gosh, you play like guitar, banjo. Yeah, I'd say that's my two uh, that's major instruments. But yeah, I've. I can I can get by on on several little instruments if I have to learn the part I can do it. Oh yeah, harmonica. Yeah, I mean, do yep. harmonica. Now you were at uh, Mag Seven, right? When it was I, going magnificent. Yeah, 7? actually, what first brought me to town? Uh, I moved here in '99. I was with Barbara Fairchild. Oh no, so, kidding! Uh, that's, that's what brought me to town, and I was with, there for a couple of years, and then moved over to the Mag Seven after that. '99, because I, I arrived in '98. So right. that, that's great, yeah. and that I, and you probably experienced it too. Branson was booming at that point. Absolutely, I was at yeah. Shoji's. But my first experience outside of community theater was going to Shoji's, you know, because I I got this this call in December of '97. I auditioned in January of '98. I moved down here. January 31st of 98, and I started rehearsal February 2nd. I mean, I just came to Branson and started. And so me going, okay, what is this Branson thing? You know, because I'm from Springfield, so I knew Branson. But I thought Branson was just country, you know, Presley's ball numbers, which is fine, you know. But at that point, Branson had just exploded. My first inkling that, wow, I'm in the big league. I mean, Branson Big League, is when the opening night of Shoji's and the curtain opened and 4,000 reflections of light came back in my eyes. I'm like, oh my, this is like lots of people. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was fun. I mean, it was fun. Did you ever play for Shoji? I did not. I did not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Came close uh, several times throughout the years, but it just never, uh, the, the planets never met. Well, and that's true. And like, I mean, in Branson, everybody should know Branson by now. It's like there's, what, 50 50 shows, 50 theaters or something. Yeah, something like that. I I mean, it's just tons. I mean, musicians just, they cycle around. I mean, people know I've been at Shoji's in the showboat and country. I mean, you just bounce around or whatever. But anyway, I'm glad you're here. Now, Sabrina, you work at the box office at the Hughes Brothers. I do. Yes. Now, 
you, okay, we, we got stories. Oh, there. No, 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 good oh, story. <laughs> no, you're from New Mexico. I am from New Mexico. New Mexico. And I was, uh, we texted before the show here. Um, tell, tell us, tell the, you, the listeners what happened when I saved you from a gargantuan snowfall. Yeah, so a few years ago before Steve and I were married, we were coming here and we were planning on coming for New Year's, but we, there was literally a storm coming in and it was named, they named it Goliath in New oh, Mexico. The, 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 the storm was yeah. named oh Goliath. Gosh, so like yes. tornadoes, I mean, hurricanes or whatever, they named this snowstorm. That's a weather channel thing. Goliath. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started. I have my own feeling. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Go on. Yes. So we ended up leaving like two days early to try to beat Goliath because we knew we, we they were calling for like two to three feet I was going to say, why did you leave? Well, I was coming to Franson to see <laughs> Steve. We were not married yet, but we were yeah. going to spend New Year's Eve together. But my kids were coming, too. Uh-huh. And so we were trying to get out of town and beat the snowstorm because once it came in, I live in Roswell, New Mexico, which is southeastern, and uh-huh. they're not prepared for that kind of snow. Oh, they're not? No. Okay. So once it came, we were stuck. And so we were trying to get out of town. And going out of town, I think we went through... Every besides a hurricane, we had the snow and we had tornado watches and wind advisories and all this. And I still have a map that'll show up on my Facebook <laughs> of like the seven different um, oh weather gosh. situations that we went through on that drive. Oh my god! So yeah, when it was texting randy and you know he was giving us all the well. See what I remember. I remember he was like, well, you know, you were with your dad or something there's something going on he's like well we're gonna wait i was like you really probably not want to wait he encouraged us to hit the road a little bit yeah (laughs) and so tell everybody what happened the next day here in town no in roswell after you left the snow dump yeah they got like 26 and 26 you would have been stuck there yeah oh no yeah we wouldn't have been able to get out i mean this there's no snow plows for that they don't they just are not prepared for that. There's no. Do they get salt any snow that. in Roswell? I feel like I like snow, and I when I moved here, I thought that I would get more snow. Oh. But I feel like they've gotten more snow there since I've left. <laughs> oh, we'll go into that later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- there's reasons for um, that. But oh my god, they gosh. typically don't get a lot, and so they were pretty much shut down for a couple of weeks. There would just be <laughs> walls of snow. So think if you'd stayed. Yeah, we would not have been able to get out. And then you wouldn't be able to spend it with your now husband. That's right. And your, oh. But whenever, ooh, whenever I came from there to here, yeah, it was flooding here. Tiny Como. Oh, oh yes. my gosh. It's a, that's, yes. that's really nice. I know. It's so sweet. You got to spend the years. So. Tiny Como was flooding just down from the house. So oh, all is that of those the big houses, flood? It was like 2015. Oh. And so I left Goliath snowstorm, (laughs) go through tornadoes, wind advisories, all this stuff, get here, and the tiny Como's flooding into houses two miles from the house, if that. So yeah, like we literally went through everything on that trip. You were just doomed. It was crazy. (laughs) Anyway, but you're here now. I'm here now. And you're happily married, I assume. Yes. <clears throat> Absolutely. <Okay. laughs> I looked at Steve. Was like, okay. It's a little <laughs> delayed good. response. Well, That's there great. you go. I can edit that out. You know, I do that. <laughs> anyway, Cody. Hey, how's now, it going? I don't know a, a whole lot about your past. Are where are you from? <laughs> I'm originally from Arizona. Arizona. I was born outside of Phoenix in a in a town called Glendale. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we moved here to Branson in '96. Okay. Yep. 
and uh, I've been here ever since. And then two years ago, I moved to Utah. That's right. You're in Utah. You are in the. Are you in the mountains area? We're we're in the valley. We're in the valley. We're we're north of Orem. Okay. Yeah, which is about forty minutes south of Salt Lake. Okay. Now I know where Salt Lake is. Yes. (laughs) Most people do. That's true. Well, I remember now your lovely wife is still back there. She's still back there. She kicked you out for a while. For a while. Yes. (laughs) She's originally she's originally from the Dominican Republic. Oh, nice. Yes. Yeah. And uh, she likes her space. So therefore, she kicked me out and told me to go back to my parents for about a month and a half. Oh, well, see, that's a perfect relationship, I think. But you're going to go. <laughs> Living with her. <laughs> she may Here we go. Be careful. No. Yeah, just remember, she's probably oh, going to listen to this. Sure she asked she for a shout out. Oh, definitely. Hey, definitely. Hey, definitely. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, living with her is like being under a tornado watch 24 7. Oh, because you just <clears> never know. Never know. The ingredients are there, but they're it's not coming together. Usually right. my fault. Oh, well, no. yeah. Yeah. It's the guy thing. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, but you know what? If if and when, because I know she comes to visit in Branson yes. sometime. Let's get her on the podcast. Oh, I would it. love to find out about weather in the Dominican Republic. Yes, she would love that. Because okay, because I'm ignorant because I know the U.S. Where exactly is the Dominican Republic? <clears throat> or do you, you put know? me on the spot? Yes. Do you know? No. It's, we'll have it's, to Google. It's, Google that, guys. It's it's it's, 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 right. it's right next to Haiti. <laughs> yep. Next door to oh, Haiti. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right where so the hurricanes right. go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. It, gotcha. It usually yeah, goes she's right got over some good hurricane uh, stories. Oh, yes. See, yes. gotta she's have got her on ones. the podcast. Yes. Got to. Yeah. So when she so you're gonna go back to Utah and then she'll come out here, right? Probably. That's typically. That's how it seems to be working. But I love it's it. It's a custody agreement, it. but that's in them. Like we get there, Cody for a little while, go. and then we get Rolani for a little while. <laughs> I actually got to go down to the Dominican Republic. Oh, and, uh, tell us, tell me about that. We, we went uh, Christmas of 2016, and we were there December through January, and it was hot. And I don't like the heat; I like the cold. And she told in me January. in January. Wow, we're talking 80, 90 degrees in January. I, yeah, she told me I yep. wouldn't make it through summer. <laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah. No. Okay. Now, humidity to boot, or it was humid. Okay, it was humid. There, there were some days where there wasn't as much, mm-hmm. but we're right on, right on the ocean. In fact, her parents' house—you oh. could like walk out to the ocean. Okay, so you got some sea breezes get, coming you get in. That you got sea that. Water but and, still, and that. you're <clears throat> way far south. If you're next to Haiti, you're like low on the. Oh, it's it's is that latitude. It's like yeah, yeah. Longitudes this way. Mm-hmm. Longitude. Okay, yeah. P- people can't see my hands. I was going to say he's doing no. horizontal. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing sign language. <laughs> it's very way. beautiful. I bet it is. Oh no, your sign language. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Tearing up. Oh, oh, don't do that. No. Well, great. I'm just glad to have you guys here. Now, I guess I've, I've known, you know, like Steve, and then I met Sabrina, and then I've known you for, now, I've known you for how many years since I've been there? The since you, yeah. Which 12 was years. 2010, wasn't yeah, it? 12 yeah, 12 years. Okay. Yeah. So we're good. So you're not really a newbie to everything. But I, I have to say, though, it's really cool because you have some weather knowledge, which is cool to talk to Cody. Yes, not as much as the Jedi Master (laughs) that I'm sitting next to. That'd be me. No. (laughs) But I wanted to be a meteorologist. Did you really? I I went and job shadowed at the news station up in Springfield. Oh, how cool. That was really fun. 
really fun. Well, I appreciate your knowledge because so. you know, I, I when I go to work, I always have my my uh, iPad there, and I'm calling up the fronts and the models and everything. Cody comes along; he understands what I'm saying. <laughs> So it's good that you two were along, Steve and Sabrina. It's like if we get going here, it's like, what are you talking Slow about? Down. Slow down. What's that Speak mean? <laughs> anyway, well, we should get on with the podcast. So um, you probably noticed last Tuesday, okay, which was the end of November, 72. Our weather station reported 72.1 degrees. Ridiculous. A ridiculous. <clears throat> now, along with that, we had one of the few... PDS tornado watches uh, for Mississippi and because a powerful cold front was coming through. So we had the 72 degrees, and I think I, I noted the time at 3.09 p.m., 72. I think we were in shorts and flip-flops at that point. Six hours later at 9.16, we were at 37.9. That's crazy. Well, and it that's kind of typical. I mean, it's more typical of October to have this big thermal thing. But we have this also in November, and it was just nuts. But uh, we had that PDS tornado watch, which means, do you all know what PDS means? You know, don't you? I do not. I'm actually not sure. Oh, you're not, not really sure. Stands for particularly dangerous situations. And we know it's aside from the severe thunderstorm watches and the tornado watches, what happens is when you get a PDS, they are expecting like EF4, EF5, long track tornadoes that are, could do a lot, a lot of damage. So it, they're very rare, but they do happen. Uh, so we had that. And what happened was it was... The cold front came through, and when you're on the east side of a front, any type of cold front, you get southwesterly winds. So if you think of a low-pressure system, the winds travel... Counterclockwise. Oh, I got to give you... Wait, 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 wait. Where, where, where's wow, my... Cody's going to win all the no, prizes. I got to give you a ding. Uh, counterclockwise <laughs> around a low-pressure system. See, he's good. I know. I, I love that. Yeah. So think of a trough, like a front, like a low-pressure system that's elongated. So the winds are traveling this way from the north on the back side of it, but they're traveling from the south and southwest on the other side. That's why we had that warm, super, super warm weather. And then when the front came through, bam, the temp, you know, the winds shifted to the north, northwest, and we had that drop. Typical, what happened? But once it got down to southern Arkansas, Louisiana, then we had extreme wind shear going on. And that's why it prompted that front coming through. Plus, you had shear going on, winds traveling different directions with height, and it was just a prime setup for a tornadic event. So we had that, and now we're back to, you know, our 40s and 50s. I mean, the average high this time of year is about 52, 50. I didn't check. Normally, I check, and I didn't check this time. We had some high 70s, like on Thursday, not high 70s, but like low, like 71, 72. I yeah. sent our son to school just when his, in his oh, sweatshirt, yeah. and he was like, I got cold on the playground. I said, it is 72. <laughs> like, we're now, driving is this, home. Now, is this Logan? No, it oh. was Chase. Chase, oh gosh. <laughs> it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and my temperature says 73 degrees. I'm like, you don't need a jacket, it's 73. Well, that's yeah. like <clears throat> 70, 73 degrees here, and my wife sends me photos as it's snowing in utah <laughs> nice yes nice we, we don't have those temperature swings like you don't not really well you know that actually makes sense because you're more in in, in a in a what do you call it a stabilized kind of flow pattern where you probably 
the temperature just kind of slowly goes down. Right? I mean, throughout the year, right? Yeah, we don't we don't typically get these fronts that come through and drop it 15, 20 gotcha. degrees. Gotcha, gotcha. So we it, don't have tornadoes. I mean, I'm sure you have. Tornadoes can occur anywhere. They can but. occur anywhere. Um, but I feel like once y'all are cold, you're cold. Oh, yes. Like so, you're so, not going to go back up to 7 degrees like we are. So when you, no. you have highs in the 40s and lows in the 20s, you're not going to have a day or two where you're in the 60s or 70s. No. We we can there get there, mm-hmm. but it usually takes about a week and a half for it to gotcha. get okay. to that point. Okay. So it, it slowly levels up or it levels down. Gotcha. So. That makes sense because you're not you're, you're not like – in the high elevation, but you're not like really low in the valley. You're just no. like in a valley area, right? Yeah, we're just okay. we're just in the yeah. It's there's another word for it, and I can't think of it. But uh, well, yeah, we're, Google that. Why we yeah. do on the <laughs> You are going to Google. <laughs> I love it. No, I and that totally makes sense. And you know, honestly, uh, I was raised in Springfield. I absolutely love the swings. Like I love these swings. All of a sudden, and then bottoming out, and then all of a sudden, tornadoes, and what? You look like you're going to say Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, oh. it's mm-hmm. it's it's really boring in Utah, Utah. weather-wise, <laughs> compared to here. We, we don't... Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I got a weather alert on my phone because it got windy, and there was a chance of, you know, small hail, and people were flipping out over it. In Utah. In Utah. And I'm going, where's the tornado? Yeah, like, like where's the real stuff? Yeah. Yeah, this isn't... <clears throat> so, yeah, I love that. I love that. See, that's why I need to have Ro in here because I'm sure. Yeah, the the stories and the storms. Yeah, we. So, Ro, next time you're in town, let me know. Got to be on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, like they go like outside and play in the hurricane rather with the rain and the winds. Like they go out you know, and play. See, Corey, Cor- Corey is still. I mean, he's in the, the depths of the cave right now at Silver Dollar City. He's cave guide and just working tons of hours. But, you know, his, his uh, dream is to, you know, we get a hurricane. He wants to go down and, like, experience the hurricane. I said, I'm good with the tropical storm, <laughs> but the hurricane, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out of there, you know. Yeah. So, but, you know, good luck for him. So he can be the Storm Dar reporter <laughs> and go down to a hurricane or whatever and call it good. That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, we had a wind advisor the other day, but you know what? It really didn't do anything. Just windy. Windy, I know. Now, uh, you, you, they issue a wind advisory when sustained winds are expected to be at least 20 miles per hour, but you get a gust of at least 45 uh, occasionally. And that's going to, especially on the plateau, uh, Joplin, Miami, Tulsa, Springfield, you know, that plateau area, that's where you got the strongest winds. But they issued one for Branson, and I'm like, okay. I've got 2.3 mile per hour wind. I made a post. I don't know if you saw yeah. that. It's like, did, and, and I said, "Where is it windy where you're at? And we got like 50 comments all around. And it, a couple of places were windy, but it really wasn't windy. Well, well there's a reason for that. Um, are you all familiar with the term? And I know you're not, so I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, Cody, are you familiar well, with Cody the term? Well, Cody may. Cody uh, Mixing. Atmospheric mixing. I, I've heard the term. You have explained I, that to me before, whenever I question things. On, mi- on mixing? You have, yes. Go yeah, ahead. okay. What mixing does, uh, you've got different layers of the atmosphere, and you've got winds going different, sometimes different directions, different velocities, and it's just going. Once you get a break, example would be if the clouds moved and the sun heated the earth, then the, wind, the, earth, the, earth, the air would rise, 
once you get the rising air, all this stuff starts mixing together. And a lot of time we have another, here's another one, momentum transfer. Have you heard of that? Yes. Yeah, momentum transfer is when you have a hot, right off the ground, if you've got a jet stream going on, and you've got that wind going up, and all of a sudden it takes a dive, and you get this bulk of very strong winds. The problem around Branson, we never got any sunshine. The clouds were thick, and we never got a break for that transfer to come down. So therefore, ideally, I understand why they did the wind advisory, but in reality, it just didn't come out. And we were really on the edge anyway, so... But and I'm okay with that because I I kept thinking oh man we, you know hide hide your cats <laughs> you know I hate cats so you know no put your cats outside I mean well I'm allergic to cats so there you go if, if you're cat lovers I'm sorry don't send letters we never get letters anyway anyway going on <laughs> it never <laughs> but in the upcoming week now I got to say we're recording this on Sunday evening it's about nine o'clock December fourth uh, we've got an active pattern. On the way. I will say this does not say anything about snow. Yes, you are correct. Kind of sad. Going to give you. Well, well, you got a ding. No, just wait. <laughs> yeah, but just I, all I can say is okay. just right. wait. <laughs> okay. Keep talking. Yeah. And, and the reason for there's no snow, you don't see any snow in this, is because it's more of what we call a zonal pattern. And you know what a zonal mm-hmm. pattern? Is? See, God, God, I just love having Cody here. You know, a zonal pattern is. <laughs> You're going to put me on the spot. Of course I am. <laughs> well, you don't have to. <laughs> but you're familiar. It, it's a it's a west to east flow yeah. as opposed to you know a south to north flow. That would be a more amplified pattern. But when you get west to east, you're getting modified air from the Pacific. Uh, you're not getting anything from Canada. You're just getting all this you know modified air. So we're going to have highs in the 50s, lows in the upper 30s, and maybe 60s a couple of days. I saw on there. Uh, so. That's going to make it really, really wet. But what's happening is a warm front is coming up from the south. It's going to, like, stall right over southern Missouri, right along that Missouri-Arkansas border. And then you're going to have waves of energy just ride and ride. So right now, there's a 40% chance we are going to get over two inches of rain Wednesday through Thursday. Nice. Note to self. Get the boat. <laughs> no outdoor activities Wednesday yeah. and Thursday. Well, see, Sabrina is the kind of Sabrina is the one that you're only interested in hail. Yeah, <laughs> protect my new car. <laughs> she texts me, "It's like, is it gonna hail? That's all I want to know. Is it gonna hail? I got to put my car." <laughs> That's another story. When we were coming back from St. Louis. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> my daughter and I went to see. That's right. Hamilton. And there was calls for a storm. And I text Randy, and I'm like, okay, are we going to be hitting this? I don't know Missouri. I'm not from here, so I didn't know the area that I was at. This is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. It's like, I don't even remember the town. As long as you're not by this town, whatever it was, you're fine. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, 10 minutes later, it's just whoa, it's down, like hail everywhere. And I'm in a car that we've had four months brand new car <laughs> so i'm like taking any exit i can to cram under gas stations whatever trying to protect my car and i'm texting randy i'm so mad at him 
FaceTiming him and I'm like, you said that we were fine. And I sent him my location and he's like, you're right where I told you you couldn't be. <laughs> I know. Like, you're right in the middle of it. I'm like, okay. That's right. That's true because I looked at radar and heard this storm just like explode. It was like, no, you're not supposed to be. <laughs> it was so funny. So yes, me and Hale have a hate relationship. Yeah, sure. well. Yeah, that's true. That's all I care. Now, if Randy cl- doesn't notify me about anything else, as long as he tells me that there's hell's coming, yeah, so yeah. I can take precautions, and or, that's all or I Or if need. there's snow coming. I mean, that makes me happy. Yeah, so make yeah. hell makes me cranky. <laughs> <laughs> so have you cleaned out your garage yet, Steve? No. No, but, <laughs> but. I, every time these hell things pop up, I get... I have to go get foam and blankets and all this stuff and put on a car. We like asked our neighbor if we could park our car in her garage. And now our good friends have bought that house. So I'm like, I'm going to need your garage door open. (laughs) Yeah, please. If it hails, I'm going to need it. Can you leave a spot open for my car? (laughs) Awesome. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Well, we're not going to look at any hail right now. So that's good. Although I will say there is a slight chance... Of maybe kind of a rumbler on Monday and Tuesday, Ooh. we've got like this much MU Cape happening, maybe one to two hundred joules per kilogram, and that's going to be just enough that might spark, you know, something. I mean, nothing severe. Yeah, that's not really enough instability for severe. No, gosh, so. no. No, you need at least at least a thousand yeah. on MU. Yeah. But if you get SB, there, your no clay clue. No clue. <laughs> no clue. Like. You lost me. (laughs) MU Cape is a a form of energy where we call most unstable. And it's it's an actual, if you lift a parcel to a certain point, how unstable is that parcel? And if it's really unstable, then thunderstorms are likely. But it's only like 100 to 200 joules, so it's like that much. So it might spark something. And what's SB? SB is surface-based. That's how much energy is at the surface. And we, we look at SB when we get into summer, and or at least I do. That's my deal. When we get to surface-based Cape, it's at the surface. The sun heats the, the, the earth. All of this energy is here. you got a cap in the atmosphere. It can't go up, so you build up, and all of a sudden, boom, and you got, like, severe weather. Okay. It's so much fun. I know. And <laughs> I love isn't it? it. I love it. Oh, yes. yes it see. always happens at nighttime, too. You know, not always, but lately, lately it is. If, if I can indulge in another story. Of course. Of course. So my first experience with uh, a tornadic event happened actually when we were moving out here. I believe I was uh, nine years old and we were driving through Texas. Now, oh. this is about the time that Twister oh, had nice. come out. <laughs> Oh, and no. I, I watched Twister. Uh, why my parents allowed that, I don't know. Because um, they knew you like weather. So I'm looking at the clouds, and they look like they did in Twister. So I'm getting a little nervous. We stop at a gas station. I remember my dad went in and asked him, you know, what's going on with the weather. And no joke, the attendant looked at him and said, oh, there's a tornado on the ground like two miles down the road. Well, what should we do? Oh, you'll be fine. That was my first, my first interaction with a tornadic old. storm. Nine years old. How did you feel? I mean, it was like terrified. Oh, oh, because oh, you just saw Twister. I just saw Twister. Oh no! They were not fine. I'm looking oh, for no. the cow. Right. Where is it? <laughs> so that's true. That's yeah. true. And 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 that that year that we moved was one of the more active years for tornadic events throughout that summer. Oh my and, gosh! And so I just remember. <laughs> 
we uh, <clears throat> cleared out a spot in the closet. Uh-huh. And I put a Good. sleeping bag. I slept there. That was mom and Did dad's closet. Really? I just slept there. We watched uh, We watched the news all night. Yep. Every storm, I made them turn on the weather <laughs> so I could watch. Good for and, you. Uh, that fear grew into passion. See, that's... It, it, okay, you made a great point. An excellent point. Because uh, do you all know Melissa uh, Freshly? No. You, you probably don't. I work with her at the showboat. Lighting, lighting gal. Great. Yeah, I, you I know, know Melissa. Melissa yeah. Jason and Melissa. Anyway... Melissa was terrified of storms, terrified. But I worked at the showboat, and I'm, I've, I've coached her. It's like, look, you have to understand what's going on. Once you understand what's going on, you're going to like it. And to this day, she embraces that, and she thanks me for that. And it's like, and all it, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, me or whatever, but it's like, the, it's the idea. It's once exactly. you understand yes. what's going on, it's like, oh, then that's pretty cool. I don't understand. But if Randy says we don't have to worry, then we don't worry. You got me <laughs> yeah. on Messenger and text. So there, that's all you need. <laughs> Direct line. <That's laughs> well, looking down uh, the pike. Now, okay. Now, we all know, I've said this many times, the GFS, which is the American model, it goes out way far, like 384 hours. Once you get, well, really, five days out, you, the accuracy is like, eh, or whatever. So we look at these really long-range things as eye candy. They're, they're just something to look at. We watch them for trends. That's why they do it. Uh, and it's going back and forth and back and forth. So if, that's a big if, the GFS pans out, which I'm not, I don't have a lot of confidence in, the, the 14th and 15th of this month, it, it, first of all, the other day it had an ice storm here. And then yesterday, it had nothing. Of course. And today, it has a big, heavy snow event. Perfect. Oh, Sabrina should be thrilled I'm about that. Well, don't. <laughs> yeah, like, now he's going to tell me, just kidding. Now it's gone again. Tomorrow, maybe. Yeah. You know? But, but with each day, we're going to get closer and closer and closer and closer. Now, the, the Canadian model, the CMC, only goes out 240 hours, which is 10 days. So it it's just barely going to be getting into this. I mean, today's what, the 4th? So if it's, it's the 14th. Right at the end of this, the, the Canadian model, we're going to start seeing it. And that's what we wait for. We wait for all the other models to get and come into play, and then we can really start seeing. So the GFS is just eye candy right now. But with the trend, something looks to be brewing. So... I'm looking at these dates here. Yes. It's still too early. Oh, you're looking at the next one, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Okay. The 17th and 18th. It looks like an Arctic surge coming up. Now, again, know, it's, it's long range. Early. It's long range, but, you know, you're talking the middle of December now. So you got to take in climatology when you think about these models. Like, it's not out of the question we could get a surge coming in at this time of year. If it yeah. said that in October, I'd say, you know, it's like, it ain't going to happen or whatever. So we're just something to watch. You have to come back in a... I, I want to be back in two weeks because then, <laughs> because then we'll be talking about Christmas, right? And I'm going to be oh, like, are we having right. a white Christmas after that's this right. Arctic surge? Ooh, so I want to be back. Cody will still be here. He can come. Oh, good. Because Rose's not going to welcome you back yet. I'm probably not. I'm not allowed to come back till probably mid January. <laughs> and it, it, after the podcast, like just stay there. That's just that's when there. Hurricane Rose season stops. 
Anyway, okay, well, let's get on to the next segment, which is the Tropics Recap. Uh, we have officially retired the Tropics uh, update because the uh, hurricane season has officially ended November 30th. Uh, there's been nothing out there. But I want to recap some things. Uh, I saw this on the Weather Channel and stuff. Y'all y'all are looking. I don't. You don't have this. This is my special sheet here. Ooh, the special anyway, sheet. So you can listen and go, ooh, every time. Anyway, uh, the re- recap, the three, uh, the three hurricanes, uh, Hurricane Fiona, if you remember Hurricane Fiona came through, more than $5 billion worth of damage to wow. Puerto Rico's infrastructure, at least 25 deaths, and island-wide power outage. I remember that. It wiped out all the power. Uh, the next is Hurricane Ian. And we all know Hurricane Ian. It came in, whatever, man. $50 billion dollars. B with billing with a B, B of damages and at least 145 deaths. It's the fifth deadliest Atlantic hurricane in 60 years. Wow. Wow. wow yeah. It made, now this is really rare, four landfalls. Four landfalls. It landed in Cuba, then it went up on the western side of Florida, did that, curved, went back out to sea. Did Florida again, took a right turn, and then hit South Carolina. It made wow. four landfalls. It's wow. crazy. So is and, that a record? I, I don't know if that's a record, but it's very rare. If it's not a record, uh, I don't know. That's a good point. I'll give you a ding. Wait. Oh, there. Okay. Now, now I'm included. Yes, you are included. Get close to your microphone so people can hear you. So Anyway. <laughs> anyway, and the last one, Hurricane Nicole. It's the first... November hurricane to hit Florida's east coast since 1935. Wow. The east coast of Florida. Uh, It is the second latest calendar year hurricane to hit the continental U.S. (laughs) And at least uh, $522 million in damage to uh, Volusia County. Volusia? I don't even remember hearing about that hurricane. Nicole? Well, it it, it wasn't as bad. But, I mean, it actually came in. So it is... (laughs) crazy so there you go nice okay we've been blabbering i love this this is like this has been fun yeah well we're not over yet we're we're over this section though (laughs) anyway this section has been fun it may not be fun after this yeah they're all leaving it's just me on the second (laughs) no it's time to get to the weather school and this week's weather school is about winter precipitation how does it develop uh how can it affect your life and how can you uh, prepare to protect life and property. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. Hey, it's snowing. No, wait, it's sleeting. I think. What's it doing out there? The type of winter precipitation varies quite a bit depending on where the freezing line is located in the atmosphere. Just a tiny change in altitude of the freezing line can make a huge difference in the type of precipitation that falls. Add in an inversion of warmer air, and we've got a complete mess, not to mention a forecasting nightmare. Let's take a look at the different types of winter precipitation and how it forms. 
Sleet is one type, often mistaken for hail. They are basically the same thing, frozen raindrops, but they are formed very differently. Hail is manufactured from a violent updraft in a thunderstorm. Water droplets are propelled upward at high speeds and freeze once they pass the freezing line way up in the atmosphere. The frozen raindrop then falls down into the warm layer, only to be propelled back up by the updraft. This up and down motion continues until the hailstone is too heavy to be supported by the updraft anymore, then it falls to the ground. If you dissect a hailstone, then you'll be able to see the layers the stone went through in order to form. Hailstones can range from small peas to the size of softballs, depending on the strength of the updraft. Sleet, on the other hand, forms much differently. Snowflakes in the mid to lower layers start to thaw as they fall to the ground, then refreeze, creating ice pellets or sleet. Sleet is generally the size of BBs and doesn't get much bigger. On very rare occurrences, a thunderstorm could form in the winter and we could get sleet and hail. Many times it's hard to tell the difference between the two, but if you look closely, then you'll be able to see the differences. Sleet will generally have an opaque appearance due to the snowflake melting into a raindrop and then refreezing into an ice pellet. Hail is normally harder and many times translucent. You can oftentimes see the rings in a hailstone, but sleet is generally one dimension. Freezing rain occurs when warm air in the low to mid levels melts any frozen precipitation into liquid. A shallow layer of much colder, below-freezing air at the surface is not enough for the raindrop to refreeze, thus it will hit the ground as liquid. And since the surface air is below freezing, then the liquid rain will form a glaze of ice on objects at the surface, which is what we call freezing rain. If this process continues over a long period of time, then it is considered an ice storm. Ice storms can cause incredible damage, bringing down trees and power lines and making travel virtually impossible. Grapple is an interesting thing. Grapple is formed when supercooled liquid water droplets freeze on a snowflake. It's usually smaller than hail, but will look white and sometimes confused with hail or sleet. To tell the difference between the two, pick it up. If it's softer and falls apart, then it's grapple. The best way I like to describe its appearance is like the cotton portion on a Q-tip. And finally, the most common type of winter precipitation is snow. A pretty frozen dendrite that falls from the sky. There are several kinds of snow too. One kind is the simple prism. A simple prism is a hexagonal or six-sided snow crystal. These flat snow crystals look like small slivers of a pencil, though they can have ridges and other features. Simple prisms are the smallest of the snow crystal shapes and can't be seen by the naked eye. 
They are also the first stage of a snow crystal's growth. While some snowflakes keep this shape, others will grow branches and facets and take on other shapes. Stellar plates are flat snow crystals that have six arms stretching out from a hexagonal center. Snow crystals' shapes are partly determined by temperature. These crystals form when the temperature is between 5 and 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Needles are an interesting type of snow crystal. These are, as the name implies, small, thin crystals that resemble needles. They start as flat, long crystals, but as the temperature gets colder, they become three-dimensional needle crystals. Stellared dendrites get their name from the word dendritic, which means tree-like. These snow crystals are what you probably picture when you think of a snowflake. Stellar dendrite snow crystals have branches stretching from the center, and the six branches can also have branches. Fern-like stellar dendrites have six branches that look like the branches of a fern plant. If you've ever experienced powder snow while skiing, you have experienced these fern-like stellar dendrites. These snow crystals can also be seen with a magnifying glass, as they are usually around 5 millimeters in length. Wow, that's a lot of information on winter precipitation. Whether it's snow, sleet, freezing rain, or grapple, you'll now be able to identify the different types and impress your friends. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. So there you have it. If you hear that grapple or freezing rain especially is going to fall, you kind of need to take preparation and probably not go out and drive on the road. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. So stay inside. So. All right, so it's time for the next segment, which is in other news. I've only got a couple of things, so if you guys got something later, you know, uh, let me know. But uh, did y'all hear about the rogue wave that killed uh, the, it kills this woman and injures four on the a- Antarctic cruise? Have you heard about that? <clears throat> no, I've not heard about this. I saw something this morning, yeah. and I clicked on it to see if it was in our general vicinity you right. know our area right. and it wasn't so. no it, it was a cruise it was going from a south american island to uh antarctica it's one of those cruises that they mm-hmm. have and this rogue wave came along now the definition of a rogue wave is uh i got a few things here twice the height of waves around it so you know you get the waves like maybe four or five feet or whatever because that's what you do on the ocean all of a sudden, you get this wave that's like 15 feet high, and it just smacks you. Cruise ships have done that. You know, you've seen those videos of cruise ships. Mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, what is this? Uh, the, it usually comes from an unexpected direction. Uh, it can occur faster than radar can detect. So these ships are going out with, like, sonar and radar, and they try to get it. It happens really fast. And it can occur either... By waves coming together or by a storm. Now, I thought this was interesting. If you know physics, which I don't, because I saw this, <laughs> you know, you get waves going in, in you know, the water. But then you have these other waves that are going at different amplitudes or faster. But sometimes when these waves meet together, their energy can ex- exponentiate. 
And once that happens, they hit. It's kind of like sound waves when you get like a sonic boom or something happens. When they hit together and meet at this precise point, it could catapult the water up to make this wave. Okay. Um, so we think that this particular wave was a storm because when they looked at radar and the infrared. Uh, satellite they watched it there was a storm come through so the storm probably initiated all of this action in the ocean caused this rogue wave and it it they happen i mean these rogue waves happen um it the common places i thought this was interesting the common places that rogue waves can occur are the east atlantic coast up through new england so it's like maybe new york up you know towards you know the canada or whatever towards Greenland? I don't know. The East Coast or whatever. Of North East Coast, North that that North America. There you go. Can't even talk anymore. Um, it can go through the yeah, this the southern tip of South America, which is exactly where that, you know, shipwreck happened, or the western African coast, where we see a lot of these hurricanes kind of start developing when they start moving over. So that's like prime places, but they really can go anywhere. Okay. Uh, the next Thing. Uh, I'm gonna let's talk about this Mauna Loa volcano. It's going. It is. It is going now. Cody, you said you have some lava experience. I do. I guess. <clears throat> well, share with me, us. You could call yeah. me a lava professional. A, a lavaist. A lavaist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, in in lightness, yeah. So I have many years experience in the field of lava. Um, <clears throat> many, many evenings spent at uh, Chili's with their lava cakes. <laughs> oh, no. Did I just get booed? Did you oh, just boo me? It's terrible. I think, and, you, and, and you get a buzzer too. So oh. The lava, now, I got to admit, the lava cakes are really the good. The lava cakes are delicious. Are fantastic. It's not the same, though. I don't think, yeah, I don't the think they're same. both hot. Terrible yes. I don't think they're 1,800 degrees hot. <laughs> no, but the fajitas are. That, there you go. Okay, I'll give you a, a I'll give you a ding on that one. So. <laughs> oh gosh, I mean, oh, you guys cracked me up. No, what they're saying is that this I saw where this particular volcano, which they said is mainly what kind of started the volcano, the the Hawaiian Islands, mm-hmm. uh, is just come apart. Um, this. The lava in this is called basalt, hmm. uh, and it is the mo- the hottest lava. So is it on the Big Island? It's on I- the Big okay. Island, yes. And uh, it, it, it's just going. And I think the last I heard it was 2.3 miles from some major highway. Oh, wow. Uh, a couple of days ago, it was like 2.7 miles. It's moving, they said, at 40 feet per hour, which hmm. isn't much. But the problem is it's not stopping. Right. <laughs> it's not. It, it's continuing to go. So they're watching it, and they may have to, to close that road. But if they close the road, then the east and west portions of Hawaii are cut off. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, oh, my gosh. Now, David and Shelby mm-hmm. live there. Now, does Chris still live there? No, no. he's here. What? That's he's Shelby's back. dad, yeah. right? Yeah, they're yeah. here. Oh, yeah. so they're all here they're now. They're back here now, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could probably tell us their experience from last year because the same type thing happened last year. Oh, right, right. Um, but Now, yeah. the good thing weather-wise, to relate all this back to weather, um, unfortunately, it is putting forth uh, what they saw, 180,000 tons of sulfur dioxide in the air. Oh, wow. Now, 
usually when a, a volcano explodes, you get all this ash going way up in the atmosphere. That could cause some weather problems because you get all this ash, especially if it's huge, will shield the sun. Hmm. Then the sun can't come through and heat up. So you've got this, it's called something, something winter. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's there, there's heard a fr- that, yeah. There's a phrase for it. Yeah, I mean, and it, I'm talking about an, a really explosive, you know, ash in the atmosphere where the because the, the sun is what heats the earth, and like, if the sun can't get to the earth, like Pompeii. Gonna, yeah, exactly. Volcanic it, winter. Is that it? I think that's what it is. I think it's volcanic. I'm going to give you a ding, even though you got your phone in your hand. But that's good because I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know either. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, we're watching this. It, uh, fortunately, if there's any fortunate part of Mauna Lea, it's not an exploding volcano. It's just erupting and it's continuing to go. And I think I read somewhere today that they're, they're still detecting rumbles. And if they continue to detect, detect rumbles, it's going to keep going. Oh, so wow. when those rumbles stop, <clears throat> then they know that the volcano is about ready to, to stop. So. Okay. Uh, the other thing I got is uh, Valdez, Alaska. We had uh, our friend Stuart Langer from North Pole, Alaska. North Pole, Alaska. I know someone else that lives there. Are you serious? Our best friends. Oh my God! I wonder. If, I wonder if they know Stuart. Are they involved with the church? Seriously, because he went up there for a church thing. You're looking at me like, now we don't need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> His initials are SC. Santa Claus. <gasps> oh my God. You know him? Oh my. Friends. I know. Oh, wow. <clears throat> that would explain the affinity for snow. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to put a bunch of. <laughs> that was fun. Okay. Maybe We're not. just on the border of going off the rails, aren't we? So. <laughs> Always. Every minute. Yeah, every, every minute. Day. <laughs> no, but, but, but the thing is. Uh, uh, we were talking about two podcasts ago. I'm kind of tying this back in. Two podcasts ago, uh, we had that tremendous lake effect snow event up in Buffalo, New York, where we had yeah. literally 82 or 81 or 82 inches of snow. And I was like, I can't imagine that much snow yeah. because I'm 5'9". And if you're <laughs> six foot tall, that's 72 inches. If you get 80 some inches, that means it's three or more inches above your height. So when you go outside, the snow depth is above you. I can't believe that. So immediately I thought of Stuart, and I thought, Stuart, do you all get snow like that up there? And he said, no, but Valdez does. And I thought, Hmm. oh, I'm going to have to research Valdez. So it comes to now my research of Valdez. So here's what I found. Uh, Valdez is considered the snowiest town in Alaska, the average snowfall is 305.8 inches. Wow. <laughs> Thompson Pass, a, a 2,805-foot-high gap in the uh, Chugach Mountains, C-H-U-G-A-C-H Mountains, northeast of Valdez, is the snowiest place in Alaska. It averages 551.5 inches of snow. That's For, crazy. That's can you imagine? <laughs> uh, it said during the winter of uh, 1952 and 1953, uh, 974.1 inches of snow fell, the most snow ever recorded in one season at one location in Alaska. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> so this pass also saw the most snow ever recorded in one season at one location anywhere in the 50 states. Then it has Alaska record for the most snow in a single day. In a single day, 62.0 inches. Yeah, 62 inches fell on December 29, 1955. Now, I haven't cross-referenced that with New York yet. Okay. Because their total, now, their, their total, granted, is Wednesday through a Saturday. That's an event. So this was in one day. One 62 day. inches in one, one day? day? I wonder <laughs> how many people crazy. actually live there. Like, what do they do? You know, I don't know. That's crazy. We'll have to look that up. So so this is going to be a running thing from podcast yes. to podcast. <laughs> So who knows? So yes. that's really cool. Anyway, I feel like you, got, you're, you should have a stormed art adopted <clears throat> city, and this is your adopted city for I right know. now. Like you're learning so much about it. Ex- yeah, exactly. I love it, and we've actually had Stuart on the podcast a couple that's times. Awesome. So it's like he's he's great. So you guys got anything else for <clears throat> for the in other news? Anything? Okay, Do so you know? let's get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. So it's time for the Stormdar weather, weather weather word of the week. I can't even talk anymore. Uh, we're going to throw it to Cody because we didn't say this before, but Sabrina, you, your voice isn't really like yeah. that. No, you, it's really. Nice. <laughs> you, you've had this this voice thing going on. Yeah, I, I feel fine, but I've got a funky voice the got last funky, couple of days, well, so yeah, well. not not at my best. But that's okay. But you sound fine anyway. Okay, thanks. I got a good signal. I mean, everything's good. good, good. Anyway, so anyway, we're going to throw this to Cody. So, Cody, what is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Mountainado! My lord, I'm going to have... You're gonna it's beautiful. Click my... Yes, yeah, Mountainado. So, Cody... Jeez. <laughs> so, what is the definition of a Mountainado? A vertical axis ED produced in a downslope windstorm by the vertical stretching of horizontal roll vort- vertices produced near the ground by vertical wind shear. Mountainados, when carried by the mean wind, can produce strong horizontal shears and wind gusts that are more, much more damaging than the general prevailing wind speeds. That's great. Now, please explain exactly what that means to all of us. That means if you're on a mountain and see a tornado, you're in trouble. <laughs> right. Close enough, actually. That's close enough. Yeah, it all it has it basically it has to do with when you get downslope winds, if you get a strong system and the winds are just cranking down and you get something else coming this way and you're going to get these eddies. And once you get that momentum going, if you have continued energy going in it, they could start spinning and get, do a lot of damage. Got momentum transfer, basically. It can go down faster than the speed of tornadoes or hurricanes. So, yeah. Congratulations. How, yeah. Thank you. Yes. How often do these mountainados occur? I don't know. See, okay. So you're bringing in lots of lots of. Oh, I'm a teacher at heart. I'm I'm oh, learning. Okay. I'm hungry for information. We'll come back next week okay. and tell us about how many. <laughs> you guys are going to get a lot of me. I asked too many questions. No, that, that we love it. We love that's the whole idea of the pocket. And I know our listeners are going to be going. You know, I don't know that either. I'm going to have to gurgle that. So they're going. Get there. <laughs> that's exactly what googling sounds like. Uh, yeah, googling sounds like this. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh it's uh, uh i was already afraid of going into the water because of sharknados and now mountain <laughs> oh 
Oh. I thought I was safe in Utah, you but know? apparently. Oh, my gosh. My goodness. Oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> You're looking. I got drops over here. I got tons of drops. <laughs> I gotta have you back. Okay, I gotta have both of you, yeah, all of you back, or whatever. But anyway, I think that does it for the podcast. <laughs> so sad. On that note, yeah, on, on that note. So, you guys got anything else to add? I mean, I, this was fun. Thank you so much for having us on. Oh gosh, I had a good Anytime. time. Got got to come back, Steve. You didn't talk much. It's past your bedtime. I didn't. I, it is past my bedtime. <laughs> Well, yes. now you also okay. Now I said you were uh, at the beginning of the podcast. I said you were a proficient professional musician, which is great. But you do something else too. So yeah. why don't you well, give a plug to what you're doing? Actually, I retired from the music business uh, on a full time basis. Can anyway, you hit that sound early that this you just year. Did for Cody. Oh, wait, wait. yeah. Okay, my my wife's not too happy about that. I oh, 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 I miss it. Domestic. Okay. No, I yeah. when I first moved to town, I was in, uh, of course, doing the shows, but. Uh, I also uh, found out, you know, that I like to eat, and my family <laughs> likes to eat. Wow, you know, that's and sustainable. So, <laughs> so I figured, you know, there's something else. I, I need to do something else <laughs> other than play the banjo. So I got off into real estate, and I've been doing real estate for about 20 <laughs> years. And uh, uh, to make a long story short. Uh, Earlier this year, uh, we bought uh, into a franchise, a company called Grand Welcome of the Ozarks. Is nice. What, is what we bought. So we're a full-service nightly rental management company. We've gone from zero to 160 properties uh, oh, since, wow. since March. Now, here in Branson. Here in Branson. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if any of our listeners are thinking of coming to Branson and need a nightly rental, they can Yeah, if they're looking you. to come here and stay uh, vacation, they can go to uh, our website is uh, grandwelcome.com. And then just type in, when they go to the website, go to Grand Welcome uh, in the Branson area. Uh, it'll pull it up, and they can see all of our properties. So, That's yeah. awesome. That yeah. is so awesome. Because, I mean, I found out last week, because Marty and Kenya were here last mm-hmm. week, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know. Because I've been out of the loop, and I'm a musician, so I'm not into the, the numbers. I remember we back in um, when I started. When I came here, it was like seven to eight million people visited per year. And Kenya informed me, it's like, oh, we're well over ten million oh, people wow. per year now. I'm like, really? Because That's you crazy. know, you had the the nine eleven, then you had the COVID thing, and blah blah blah. But there's still ten billion people coming. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So you're going to need a place to stay, and if you don't want to stay in a hotel. Contact Steve. That's right. We have everything from one bedroom uh, units all the way up to uh, nine, ten bedroom. Uh, oh, so like homes families also. can come. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. kind of like Florida. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. We, can, I think our our largest property at this time we can accommodate right at thirty guests. So, so if you got a bus tour, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, coming down, <laughs> give Steve a call. So great. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Sabrina's like, oh my gosh. Just see the, the text you're going to get about the parking situation for the bus. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. We'll leave that for you. <laughs> so again, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. Got anything else to add, Sabrina or Cody? 
No. Okay. Good. Well, I think it's time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. 